0: The, to try the sunshine patriot in a crisis shrinks from the service of their country.
1: But winter is coming. Did you hear the call? Winter is coming, and we
0: know what is coming with it. No matter your thoughts or convictions, you must
1: be prepared for the hardships that come with the winter.
0: No matter your current position on the journey, stay a while. This is where you can find the tools and the fire to continue on your
1: path. Join Odin and and answer, Winter's Call. Hello, welcome to another episode of Winter's Call podcast, and we are not quite done with prepping yet. I'm Odin. This is Tim. And today we're going to focus on why we should prepare. Last time we talked about the difference between uh, prepping and survival. Yeah, but we also touched on uh, stuff like the real, the information bubble, and uh, so I want to actually read a little bit out of a book that I'm reading. And if you do not have this book, get it. It will change your mindset forever. On even if you don't take the advice of how he preps or the reason he preps. I'm going to touch on some notes that I took about it. So I'm going to start. Ready? Alright, here we go. Most people have no idea that the federal government, FEMA, instructs all Americans to prepare for hard times. Ready.gov recommends that every household in America have at least three days worth of food, water, medicines, and other supplies stored away in case of an emergency. Essentially, they're saying we, the U.S. government, are totally unable to come and rescue your family in a timely fashion. Should there be a localized natural disaster please take care of yourself for at least 3 days until we can come to your rescue comforting isn't it hm have you done that already do you have 3 days worth of supplies for a potential disaster in your area you should prepare for hard times not because it should take the it may take the government 3 days to mobilize but because there are multiple verified scenarios that would cripple the US government leaving you on your own for months or possibly years. That is not fear-mongering. It is the absolute truth. Why is it that those of us who choose to prepare for potential hard times are so maligned and stigmatized in the media? All we're doing is planning ahead and taking precautions to ensure our family is fed should a collapse scenario come to pass. Shouldn't planning ahead and safeguarding your future be considered virtues? Per social norms, aren't we supposed to own home insurance? Car insurance? Fire insurance? Flood insurance, medical insurance, and life insurance to protect us from potential calamity in the future. Aren't most people encouraged to have a savings account or rainy day fund in case they lose their job or come under a financial hardship? Why is it that putting some extra food in your basement to feed your family during hard times be considered so irrational? Hmm. It's a very interesting point. Right? So. Do you want the answer? Sure.
0: Because a government needs you weak, needs you compliant, and needs you scared and reliant upon them.
1: Mm, Fair.
0: And the easiest way to control someone is to control the food.
1: Yeah. So the news stories come and go. People are off talking about the next cause or caring about something else. Next to impossible to know... What to Believe Anymore, nearly every single news story from every single news outlet covers their stories with a pre-planned bias. They all push their own agenda. You're being used, manipulated, and intentionally brainwashed in a lot of cases. There's a really good chance that a fair percentage of the things that you hold as truths are actually completely wrong, and you've been manipulated with misinformation for years into believing the fact. I'm going to give you the example that he quotes. And I want you to pay close attention because it leads to the scenario of how bad things can really get. Preparedness and the risks of societal collapse are nowhere on the list of narratives the news media is regularly plugged. I'll give you an example. On November twentieth, two 2014... Admiral Rogers, who is the commander of U.S. Cyber Command, testified before the Congressional Intelligence Committee that Americans' critical infrastructure, including the electric grid, is completely vulnerable to attack by multiple enemy nations with a group who currently have the knowledge and the ability to literally flip the switch on our electric grid at any time. It is his highest fear that, the com- as the commander of the U.S. Cyber Command, and he fears a dramatic attack in the very near future, which will result in a massive loss of life and property. You can watch his testimony on C-SPAN. It will blow your mind that you've never heard of this, or the fact that the media didn't feel it was important enough information to tell the American people. Do you know what the major media story was on November 20th, 2014? The Supreme Court Affirming Same-Sex Marriages in South Carolina. You have the man in charge of U.S. Cyber Command warning Congress about an imminent cyber attack against the U.S. that resulted in millions of Americans dying in the aftermath, and the media is more concerned about who is marrying whom in South Carolina. You will like this, man, and this book. You need to get it here. Because here's the next line. I say it's time to wake up, America. He says that a lot in this book. I'm just saying. It's up to you to do your own research on these various threats or your own way of life because no one else is going to tell you about them. So I'm going to skip because he talks about the guide itself. But if you are reading this and you haven't started preparing, it's most likely for one or more of the following three distinctions, distinct reasons. One, you aren't convinced that the threat is real. Two, you're overwhelmed and you don't even know where to start. Or three, you don't want to be stigmatized by your friends and family as a survivalist. I think that's a pretty fair assessment.
0: I think it's a fair assessment, but then again, I also don't see why that would be a stigmatism.
1: Yeah, I'm very proud I don't of the either. fact
0: that most of my most of my family is like, yeah. I think it's insane that you can live off the land. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's insane you live in a cabin by your you know, <laughs> live in a cabin by yourself. You don't have TV. You know, you don't. You know. You don't go out to watch movies or anything like that. No, no, no. I'm perfectly fine sitting here in the woods.
1: Right. If point one is your reason, I can I encourage you to do your own research. You will come to the same conclusion that many others have come to. The threat of losing the electric grid is very real and very likely to happen in our lifetime. And uh, so he talks about that. so I'm going to skip all that. But in point two is your reason, you have two options. You can buy dozens of books, or you can ask someone for help. That's what we're here for, is that we're going to sit here and wake people up with prepping. And uh, if uh, number three is your reason, then you're doing it wrong. I cannot stress this enough. The number one rule of preparedness is don't tell anyone that you are prepping. There are many more important reasons for this that that we'll talk about later, and we did talk about last time. Where the, what do you do when your daughter, if your daughter is starving in the places you don't want to talk about? Yep. Uh, you can easily avoid the label of being a survivalist or prepper if you don't tell people in your life. How many of your friends know the value of your life insurance policy? Survival insurance or prepping is in all actuality a life insurance policy. Treat them the same way. Do not share. Please do not be one of the 95% of people unprepared when that day comes. Starving, sick, and huddled in the corner of your house wondering when the government is coming to help you. You will discover that no help is on the way with deadly consequences for you and your family. So, if you absolutely knew that there was a very real possibility that hard times would come in your life, wouldn't you prepare for them? If you knew that a flood was coming, would you head to higher ground, or would you put your faith and trust in our government to come and rescue like so many did during Hurricane Katrina? Build a boat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you were a tornado
1: off in the distance, would you take cover, or would you just continue what you were doing?
0: Hold on, hold on. That's not fair. All right, that's not fair. I- I'm from the part of the country where, you know, you hear tornado, we all stand outside with a beer and see if we can see it.
1: Yeah, I live in Florida, and we have hurricane parties, so I get where you're coming from. First, I was say, past- I don't want to hear it.
0: Y'all, y'all get something with more, more damage coming at you, and it's going to sit there like a washer machine
1: for a while. Right. And you all throw a beer party. Yeah, yeah, true. What are the chances that your house will burn down or flood? What are the chances that you will die an early death? These are all very unlikely events, yet you probably have car insurance, medical insurance, life insurance, home insurance, flood insurance, and probably even insurance on some of your more expensive electronics. All to protect yourself against unforeseen tragedies and accidents. What do you have all of these insurance plans for? At some point, someone convinced you that it was the responsible and wise thing to do. My desire would be that you, to help you see the threat of a shift scenario in our near future and convince you that putting together a survival insurance plan for you and your family is a responsible thing to do. I'm not saying that you need to drain your savings account and your child's college fund, but you should at least make it part of your monthly budget. Start getting a couple of items each month. If you look at the amount of money you spend on those other insurances throughout the year, survival insurance will be considerably cheaper. That is the intro to that book. The name of the book is survival theory, right?
0: I'll have to look at it. I'll have to get it. But let me tell you something. I'd like to know when when not having a well-stocked pantry, not having a well-stocked root cellar, not having spare and fresh water or, or things that you need. I want to know when that stopped becoming... responsible thing because if you think up until about two to you know about two generations ago that was common
1: that was normal well you look at world war ii was probably the last time that that thing was in full swing the government encouraged us to sit here and uh encouraged us to grow victory gardens uh so that we wouldn't put any undue burden onto the war effort And people can their own food. But you have to realize that most of the people who were adults during. Most of the people who were adults during World War II were kids during the Depression.
0: Yeah, but my parents taught me how to, you know, again, mind you, I'm 30, right? But my parents taught me how to how to can, how to freeze, how to pickle, how to salt, you know, how to preserve food. Like, in my kitchen, even now, I, I have um, I have a lot of things that are preserved and ready to go. Right. But when did that stop being, when did having a well-stocked pantry? You know, you're going out there, you got a pan, you know. Now you see people that barely have food for a week at a time.
1: Right? You have people that if they can't make it to eat somewhere, then they can throw it in the microwave.
0: Look at this, I mean, like, why is it so weird that I go to the store and I, you know, it angers me and I think it's fucking retarded that I, can, I can't I can go to the store and buy, you know, iodine tablets or charcoal tablets or things that I need for purifying water.
1: Well, let's be honest, you sit here and you are probably, uh, you are you're probably looking at the dumbest generation on the planet.
0: Oh, fuck, they ate Tide Pods, never
1: mind. No, no, no. And I don't mean a generation like X, Y. I'm talking about those that live in this current century. They ate Tide Pods. They shoved freaking cinnamon in their mouths. They sit here and they did all of this stupid shit because they wanted to be famous. Because they wanted clicks, and they wanted to be influencers, and they wanted to do all this stuff. Now, I'm not saying that people shouldn't like go start a podcast and spread their message that they shouldn't get on social media. But when your clicks determine your behavior or what when you're going your to do.
0: When your identity is your click. Correct. Well, no, and I'm sitting here thinking about it. It's like, you know, it's, it's weird that a, a place like mine or even a house like yours is considered odd. Yeah, We don't have the biggest and best things in, in electronics. We don't have the biggest and best things when it comes to amenities. We have things that are, you know, like we've got, I've got a well on the property for God's sakes. Do I need to use it? No. But do I have one? Yeah. Thank the Lord. My parents were smart. Right. Right. Their property, their property's next to mine. I know I have access to water, but uh, you know, something else I know. I also have my own well getting ready to be dug. I have access to water. I have access to things that I need. I have perfect places to hunt, perfect places to to get food if I need it. I can grow my own food. Hell, I tell mom and dad's garden for them, and I plant, and I help harvest. But these are things that people don't know how to do, and they think it's lesser if you do know how to do it. Just so you know, it's people like us that will survive. It's people like that that are going to eat the long pig. Or grass. Or grass. Well, corn's a grass. Shush. <laughs> well, no, I mean, think about it, though. It's simple things like this. We, we've talked about what the difference and, and what to look out for. And, and we're look, today we're talking about, you know, why to prep. But I don't think people understand. There are simple, tiny things you can do. That increase your survivability exponentially such as well think about it. a simple basic first aid class fifty bucks you don't want to do that okay, get you a first aid kit and go and and look it up online learn first aid oh, learn what it takes to boil water to purify water learn the simple you know simple things if you're in the country or you're in an area where that yeah has you know, plant growth, learn a few things that you can eat. Learn how to plant, learn how to grow small things, learn how to tie knots. These are simple things that are, you know, each one of them seems really small and by themselves they are, but it increases
1: your survivability. Yeah. And even if you can't grow a damn thing, let, let me let. There are weeds that are edible, fuckers. There are weeds that are edible. Learn foraging. But also, (laughs) if you go to the store, if you go to the store, you can buy for less than $20 a week. You can get months worth of food, rice, beans. Right now, they're still reasonably inexpensive. Go to the Dollar Tree. Buy the first aid stuff. At the Dollar Tree, sure, it may not be the stuff you need, and you can replace it as your preparedness gets better. But that stuff at the Dollar Tree could be a godsend to someone else. Okay, harder. Well, three things. Three very important
0: things. One, tampons. Not, not for your 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 lovely significant other. Tampons, because nothing makes a bandage quite like a tampon. Fishing line, and not for fishing. Charcoal. Those three things will save you a hell of a lot of pain later on. And there's three simple and very cheap things.
1: But yeah, like you go pick up spam. Not the expensive spam, the generic spam at the Dollar Tree. I don't care. Here, let me explain something to you.
0: If you need
1: protein, well, I'm going to explain it to them. If you need protein and you need salt, half a can of Spam, it will meet the protein and the sodium requirements for the average person per day. So each can is two days worth of meat and two days worth of salt, which you're going to need. So 187 cans, you're not going to talk me out of it. 187 cans, which can be get you can get the generic ones at Dollar Tree for a $1. dollar. For 187 dollars, you have food for one person, protein wise, for an entire year. Oh yeah, no, I understand
0: In a survival situation. I'll eat a lot of things, and spam is actually one of those things I have for for a survival situation. But it bothers me that spam is the Twinkie of the meat universe. Okay. Like that shit, as long as it does not pop the top, you are pretty much good for a you could good. You can get
1: potted meat.
0: Oh, I'll take the spam. Never mind.
1: You could do Vienna sausages. Ah, uh, okay, okay. They don't keep quite as long, but for a year. You right, can but keep no, them for years. You spam sit here and. Them, I get it, okay. But... So, so let's look at how you could do it the cheapest. All right, here's what I recommend, right? If, you, if you're if you going to do it for survival, you know that, okay, you have 30 days to prepare, right? For the end of the world. You need at least a year's worth of food. Here's what you get. You get 750 pounds of rice, 750 pounds of beans. I don't care what type. 750 pounds of corn can't afford the corn in the cans go get the fucking feed corn you have to wash it and process it let it soak a little bit if you're going to use it for something including you have to rinse it out anyhow before you can grind it for cornmeal but 750 pounds of feed corn and 187 cans of spam so basically for 500 bucks you can get most of the shit full for a year and that actually, 750 pounds of each is, if you get of the three, is enough for three people to survive a year. Beans,
0: rice, corn, trust me, you're going to get sick of it.
1: But it will give you a buffer while you learn to forage, while you learn to hunt, while you learn to fish. As a matter of fact, you'll get so sick of it that you'll probably want to sit here and learn how to do it faster so that you can mix some different proteins in there. If you can, one thing
0: to add now, and I'm not disagreeing with pops with, with Odin on this at all. But what I'm going to say is this, if you can maybe trade out 50 pans or 50 pounds for wheat berries.
1: I do like wheat berries
0: because you can use that to make, you know, you can make a, a hot cereal. You can grind it to make flour. You can cook it down to make bread. Uh, a loaf of of just the berries as bread. Yeah, it's a hard. It's a hard. You know, it it's a hard. And trust me, if you ain't used to it, you are gonna shit a brick.
1: Or <laughs> or you can buy white flour and vacuum seal it. it you can do white flour and then cook. with it. I never like
0: to tell people to take powder powdered things though, if no, I can help
1: it. Why white, white flour? You can use that stuff for a long time. As long as you keep the bugs out of it, it's fine. And to get rid of the bugs that are already in it, because most food products that you consume don't do well in long-term storage because they already have bugs within them. You want to fix that, you take it, you put it in whatever bag you're going to do, or you you put it in smaller bags, stick it in the freezer, let it freeze for two days, three days, however long enough to kill off all the organisms in it. You take it, you sift it, you throw it in a, a space saver bag, you vacuum seal it, that stuff will last forever. Then you can make with a, a little bit of salt. Every person should have 10 pounds of salt, right? Aha, I remember how we do that? Yeah, 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 the, the salt licks. But you want to get the straight salt licks. You don't want to get the ones that have all the crazy stuff added in them. But you get a little bit of salt and you get some flour, you can make hardtack. I know nobody fucking likes it. It Hey, I like hardtack. Traditional hardtack or do you
0: add shit to it? No, traditional hardtack. And all I'll do when I'm when I'm getting ready to eat hardtack is I'll throw a little dried beef on there and a little of that thick, thick, dried cheddar cheese and have shit on a shingle.
1: I need fluid. <laughs> That's what the beer's for. Fair, fair, <laughs> fair, fair, fair. But yeah, you, you make know, hard like tack. Tack. If you put hard tack in and you sit here and you make big batches of it like fucking cookies and you put it in a Ziploc bag and that or a uh, vacuum seal bag and stick it in the freezer, that shit ain't going nowhere ever. You don't even have to freeze it. Uh you just have to vacuum seal it. If you vacuum seal it, you don't have to freeze it. But if you vacuum seal way, it, that stuff lasts forever.
0: And by the way, if you're going to tell me that, you know, you can't vacuum seal without power. Yeah, you can't go get yourself a bicycle pump. Yeah. They can do it. It's easy. But it's simple things like that. Like um,
1: oats. Get get roll. Get, throw in a couple of pounds of rolled oats. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that. I'm just I'm saying. Not saying that, that, I'm not saying
0: replace things with it. I'm just saying add a few pounds if you can to add a little variety.
1: Yeah, if you add if you buy non-perishable goods that you already eat, your life will be much better. And can I recommend that eventually you're gonna get sick and fucking tired and you need a morale boost? Get leftover candy from a holiday. Get honey. Get, you know. Get sugar because eventually your body's going to be like, I am so sick. And t-. You need that morale boost. And I always recommend that you pack several decks of cards in your survival gear so that you can keep that mind functioning. Because sometimes, I mean, look at it right now. Sometimes your brain sits here and you don't want to spend time with your family, and uh, you need some time alone. At the end of the world, you're going to spend a lot more fucking time together. Oh. So <laughs>
0: friends are like friends and family are like fish. You <laughs> keep them around long enough they start to stink. You need your, you need a break every now and then. And yep. it seems funny, but uh, find some little this is an extra. You don't have to do it. But find a little harmonica, a little travel harmonica or a little travel guitar, something. Yep. you be surprised how much Morale actually matters. Once that adrenaline's done, and you're done, you're gotten into that groove and that grind of every day. This is what you do. You're just trying to survive. Well, then you need something.
1: Yeah. You try. You chop wood. You know, you're gonna have one person in your in your family. Once you get a fire started, right. That's good. Their job is going to be several people's job is going to be to keep that fire started because people, yeah. Buy big lighters buy the cheap big lighters. We talked about that last time, right? Mm -hmm. Buy cheap big lighters. Cause trust me, it is important to know the skill to sit here and start a fire using alternative methods. However, you will save yourself a considerable amount of calories if you sit here and you realize that you can do it with a big lighter. Trust me on this. So, get big lighters. Learn how to start a fire. And, for those of you who already have skills, let me say this. Pay close attention. The time to relearn your skills to brush up on your skills or to learn your skills for the very first time is not after the emergency has happened, but before. But
0: I am going to tell you all something funny. And this comes from having worked at a gas station when I was younger. Places like Tiger Mart or these little, little chains. If you go in there, they usually sell their little cheap Bic lighters and they're, a, they're, a, they're paying the ass. Nobody wants them. They're, they're they're loose, they're clunky, but they light. And for 99 cents, you can buy a whole tray of them. For like 30 bucks. Yeah. Uh, you know how many hundreds of fires you could start with that? Yeah. Save,
1: save yourself an eternity. All right. Here. I'm going to give y'all I'm going to give y'all some survival fire starting know-how 101. What you do if you do laundry in your house, save your dryer lint. Get those stupid Dollar Tree store, uh, Dollar Tree store uh, Hanukkah candles that are super, super cheap. You can buy them in a bunch of packs. Eat them up. Mix them with the dryer lint. Put them inside of the paper egg carton. When it's time to start a fire, sit here and you flip your little big lighter. Catch some of that uh, lint or the carton on fire. Throw it in the fire. Instant fire starter. Trust me. Save them up. Everything can be used if you know how. Something else,
0: and this is going to sound kind of silly, but once you start that fire, if you're not having to move around a lot, even if you are, don't let that fire go out. Carry a coal with you in a little metal can and keep feeding it. Keep that coal alive. Because guess what? You may end up in a situation where you can't light that big lighter. But you've yeah. already got a fire. Well,
1: once you start the fire, you're going to have somebody whose job, sole job, is going to be and chop that wood. Trust me. And I know everybody
0: tells you to get a saw, but I'll be honest with you: a saw is nice and all. Get you a little boy's axe. You know what I'm talking about? Little camp axe?
1: A hatchet? Yeah.
0: Well, no, it's not. A, it's not a hatchet. So it's it. It weighs about the same. It may be a little bit, about half a time again, as big as a um, as a hatchet, but it has a full handle on it. How much wood you can split with one of those? With these,
1: I have a bunch of axes. I have the okay, double. you're an axe. exception.
0: Just you're a, an exception. Anything that's sharp, you probably already have one of.
1: Probably, yeah.
0: <laughs> a good knife, a good axe, and a skillet. Cast iron. Cast iron, definitely. But it's simple. It's those little things though that you can get now.
1: Did I tell you I have to get a new Dutch oven? What'd you do? Well, I was, uh, (laughs) I have it put up because I don't use a Dutch oven very often. And so I stuck it in my workshop. And, uh, I went to go move something and it fell off the top shelf. And landed on, and, and cast iron can break. Did you know that? Yes, I did not. I did not know that this heavy ass thing could break. So <laughs> I had to get a new Dutch oven.
0: Uh, you know something interesting though. Next time you get your Dutch oven, when you've made a, a pretty heavy, you know, a pretty nice sized stew or soup the day before, right? And you want to use the leftovers, and think about this though. Always think about how you can recycle any leftover food. If you've got, especially if you've got a stew with, you know, hearty stew with a lot of, you know, vegetables, meat, add a little extra juice to it. Got your Dutch oven? Put it in the Dutch oven. Grab you a little bit of that flour that you had, right? A little flour, mix a little water, make a dough, and set it on top. Put that top of the Dutch oven on. Let it cook all day. Know what you've got? Shepherd's pie. Hell yeah! You know how many? <laughs> That's like, that. It soups better the second time around than it was the first time.
1: Yep, oh yeah,
0: yeah. Well, think about that though. You, you, you want to think of different ways to spice something up. I mean, there's only so long you can eat rice and beans and corn before you get sick of it. Are well, you find a different way to do it?
1: My son told me that I'm required to sit here, legally required as his father, I'm legally required that I must make sure that potatoes make our list of 750-pound tallies. Potatoes. I'm, I'm a like, potato. dehydrated <laughs> potatoes, potatoed flakes. He says, I don't care. Potatoes. I went, all right. I go, you better learn to grow them because that that is...
0: Potato That's like a last
1: log, right? Seven hundred and fifty pounds of potatoes. It's not going to last very long with my son. You know, you're talking about saving leftovers. I never have leftovers. Are you kidding? That child of yours has probably got a hollow leg to put them all in. Oh, I, I you know I, what? Wait, I, wait. I'm flattered that you believe that it's him that eats all of the food. So Look, I wasn't,
0: I wasn't going to make a fat joke. Look at me. I can't make a fat joke. Shit. But I tell you one thing. You and I are both going to have to learn how to do something. You and I are both going to have to, for our survival, after a period of time, we're going to have to learn how to make Polynesian sauce.
1: I have the recipe saved on my phone.
0: Oh, you were already prepared. (laughs) (laughs) But no, simple sauces and stuff like that. Um, That you can learn how to make. Play with those things now. Yeah, learn how to. Look, learn how to cook now. You don't have to be Gordon Ramsay, but go, shit, I mean, go to- on
1: YouTube, learn how to cook. Take a new demi class on how to cook. Join Skillshare for $99 a year, learn how to cook. Just basic stuff. Fuck. Go on prepper pages and and learn some of the recipes for the crazy shit that these people come up with. They sit here and they'll Except for pemmican. Don't I know. love pemmican. Pem- Pem-
0: Pem- L- no. I'd rather starve.
1: Okay, I won't make as much pemmican then. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll try yours, but every every
0: person I've ever tried their pemmican, hey, it's like some, they always fuck it up. It's just, uh, I know it's survival, but I'd rather use a chunk of that pemmican out there to <laughs> to try to get a catfish because you could use that shit as stank bait.
1: <laughs> oh, if it smells, you—they've done it wrong. Just saying. Oh, I'm telling you, dude. Most of these people. Learn how to make jerky. Jerky's actually surprisingly easy to make. Billoton. hmm If you have salt and you have meat and you have vinegar, and you can make your own fucking vinegar, by the way. If you have those three ingredients, you can make bilaton. Where you take the meat, you coat it in the you coat it in the vinegar, you dip it in the salt. You let it dry up, and then you just let it air dry for a month. Done. Maybe longer than a month. It depends. Like in Florida, it'll never be fucking billetong. It's just too humid here. I could do it in the winter. Build a smoke chilletong. cabin. Huh? It's a chilletong. Um,
0: right. And here's something else, like jerky. Right? yeah, but I get tired of eating jerky. Dude, all you have to do is cut it up in a couple little bits and put it to the put it into the soup pot. Mix it in with your mix it in with your rice when you're cooking it. Mix it in with the beans when you're cooking it.
1: That's what I do with uh, spam. That's what my wife does with spam too. Is if we're gonna sit here and we're gonna eat it, like she knows, I despise the taste of spam by itself. Absolutely hate it. But if you mix it with a stew. Where you sit here and you grind it up and you throw it in the stew so it adds to the base, or you mix it with rice and beans and uh, corn, you're never going to taste it. Or it adds just enough salt that you know it's there, but it's not the same thing. Because rice and potatoes and beans, all of those suck the salt out of everything else. And they absorb the flavor. So you can just mix them together. But, man, we went off on a tangent about food. We're supposed to talk about why we're prepping. Okay, well, we can get back to that. But I was hungry. Hungry. Fair. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, food's important. Food, water, shelter. That these three things, it don't matter why you're doing it. Fair, fair, <laughs> fair, but fair. Anyway. But no, why do you do it? Give one, give one scenario. Me? Yeah, just he- one. EMP. Okay.
1: EMP, solar flare, coronal mass ejection. You, know, you just can't follow directions, can you? They're the same thing. They're a grid down scenario where we have lost power and the ability to rehook up the grid by flipping a fucking switch. Or, as our shits and giggles administration, pay Bitcoin people to turn our fucking power back on. Just say. That is what
0: Man. I for. You know what I prepare for? The eventual point where society collapses because too many people have depended on a government that has grown bloated on the blood of its own people.
1: See, mine is scarier because it's more long term. Yours is scarier because it leads to violence much quicker. I'm just
0: saying. It might scare you because if you turn on the news, you can see it happening right now. Fair, 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 fair. fair. But no, so you all have different reasons, right? Everyone has a different reason for prepping. So what do you pick to prep for?
1: What do you pick to prep for? Yeah. Oh, that's easy. It's the the reason that I decided to prepare for a grid-down scenario. Because Mm -hmm. if you look at all of the horrible, bad things that could happen, if, I've, if I can survive the worst of that, right, a year, two years, three years without power, without flowing water, without air conditioning in the state of fucking Florida, if I can survive all of that, if I am prepared for that scenario, then every other scenario pales in comparison. If I am prepared to defend my house, if I am prepared for that type of, for the worst case scenario, then I don't have to worry about it. And I also understand that it would be stupid of me to sit here and prepare for a fucking earthquake in Florida because we don't get earthquakes. It would be stupid of me to prepare for a fucking blizzard in Florida.
0: You say that. You say that, but Nancy Pelosi has bought a retirement home down there. So I'm pretty for sure some natural phenomenon is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all could see the look on his face right now. <laughs>
1: I say we ban her and give her house to the veterans. Yeah, let's do that. So, oh, anyhow. Um, so pick well, something. Are Are you trying to tell me that she is the... No, we'll just fill her house with poop so she can feel like she's back in San Francisco. Or, or, or are you trying to tell me that she's like Mike Cantori from the Weather Channel, where if he shows up in your town, you're about to get hit with a class five of something? <laughs> I wasn't quite gonna put it that way, but
0: I was going to say it'd be the first time we see a category seven hurricane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> as long as she decides she doesn't want to run for governor, I think we're okay. No,
0: I mean, that's why you prepare for that. And I prepare for one of the things that I think is the worst case scenario. And I think at the end of the day, we're both thinking of the same thing. Absolute lawlessness. No connection to the grid. No water. You know, no connection to utilities. Uh, Everyone's trying to survive. No one has any food. It's the same mindset.
1: Yeah, it really is.
0: If you are preparing... For a short period of time, for order to resume, then you need to uh, wake up. That's what you need to do.
1: <laughs> I was waiting. I was like leaning in. And I'm like I'm waiting for it. But no, I mean, look, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna give you some hope if you haven't started prepping yet. Start with three days, then. Go to a week, then go to two weeks, then go to a month, then three months, then six months, and then a year. Though so, before you know it, yeah, before you know it, you'll be there because prepping becomes a, a way of life. You buy extra stuff. You see, you see a deal on ammunition. You should always get that, regardless of if you if you think I'm full of crap or not. Always get the ammo. But if you sit here, it's and, cold yeah uh but if if you start prepping you will be surprised how quick they add up buy the extra stuff that you already buy if it's non-perishable if it's perishable what do you do when the power goes out what do you do you know you have these foods that if you keep them in the freezer for years they're gonna grow or they're gonna be good okay what happens when the power goes out like i love casseroles they can stay in the freezer forever but what happens when the power goes out? You're going to eat a lot of fucking casseroles is what you're going to do, or you're going to lose them. See, that's, why like, I keep,
0: that's why I keep vodka and ice cream
1: in the freezer. Yeah. Store the vices. Store cigarettes. Store pipe tobacco. Store alcohol. store Even if
0: you do not smoke, even if you do not drink, store them. Buy the little, you know, if you find them more on, on sale at the liquor store, buy the little liquor bottles.
1: Yeah. They're perfect. Because
0: you can you can trade those, but especially buy the clear ones. Buy high proof clear liquors if you can. And there's a reason. Disinfectant. Disinfectant. And you can sell it. You you can trade it to people because there are people like me that'll be like, I need a drink. (laughs) I will trade you this, you know, this deer that I just shot for two of those bottles, please. Thank you. Carry on.
1: Yeah, that's that, no. that is what's coming. Remember, for all of you who are stashing Bitcoin, if there's no power, and no Bitcoin. For those of you who are stashing gold and silver instead of stashing for food supplies, thinking that when the economy goes bust, you can just break out the gold and silver, I have a, I have a whole huge issue. Uh, how are you gonna eat the gold and silver? Buy seeds. Start working in the garden. Plant bullshit. Use food waste. What?
0: Oh, people are going to tell you, but that's expensive. I don't know. I don't think I can do that. Well it's You know expensive. what's funny? You're buying these little things here and there. You know what I find funny? You got money for a Netflix account. You got money for a Hulu or Amazon Prime. Yeah.
1: How much do you spend? How much do you spend on your crazy? on your crazy subscriptions every month how much do you spend on your fancy coffee how much do you spend and i'm not saying don't drink coffee i well no what (laughs) i'm saying is is that do you need starbucks do you need to go to wendy's to eat a triple baconator or could you take that money and buy seeds
0: i mean you'd take that money and
1: buy canned stuff
0: i'd say you'd be surprised how much you can buy for 20 bucks.
1: Yeah. Go to dollar can, tree while it's still dollar tree.
0: It, it, not anymore. It's going to be a dollar 25 in January,
1: whatever. But go buy cheap medical supplies, toothbrush, toothpaste, that kind of stuff. Buy it, <coughs> store it up. Even if you don't use it, somebody will use it later and you could barter it for a can of soup. You could borrow it for bullets you yeah, we talked about the guy who was in bosnia and he had talked about he said some days he traded food for bullets and other days he traded bullets for food because it depended on what you had and what you needed at the time i'm not saying if you already have gold and silver that you should get rid of the gold and silver keep it eventually the economy it may not be the economy that we recognize, but eventually an economy will be built. Gold and silver have always retained their value over time because they are there's something that you can back it with, right? And there's going to be a time where you know you won't be able to use it, but you're not going to be using Bitcoin and you're not going to be using dollars either. So it's going to be food. Oh, learn really great. to grow. Even get a gardening book that's specific to your area. Learn to grow the shit that it says in the book. Even if you fail, you still Okay, learn look, something.
0: look, look, look. There is one particular plant that you could plant, and you could kill a cactus, okay? But you plant this plant, trust me, you're going to eat just fine. Zucchini i hate zucchini i i hate it with a passion but if you were to plant like five or ten plants of that you will <laughs> you will drown in zucchini yeah
1: fair <laughs> you, fair. Could, you no, could pretty much right. just leave
0: that you could just leave that crap sit there it will continue on its own
1: yeah i thought about putting that in my food forest and then i realized that i don't want to slash it out every year
0: not only that though it's one of those it's one of those things that it, it It doesn't take very long to grow. And once it starts producing, it keeps producing all season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yellow. Yellow Yellow squash. Yeah. Summer squash. Yeah. Summer squash and zucchini. Those two are are prolific.
0: And they're easy. Like, I know everybody looks at me funny when I tell them this is like, slice it up into, into little chips and sun dry it.
1: My wife likes the spirals. She uses them like spaghetti.
0: Well, I was going to say, I use the... I, I, I've i done it where, and I'm surprised <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I don't have any. But I like to slice them up in little chips and dry them because you could add those to soups. Yeah. You can add them to soups. You can use them, like, uh, if, if you get the big ones. Like, sometimes the zucchinis can go pretty decently sized, right? If you've dried them out, guess what? You have technically something that can pass as a cracker yeah you know th- these foods or if you really want to get with it let them grow like when you're done and you're no longer going to have them, let a couple of them grow don't chop it out automatically let them grow as big as they can get hollow them out and let them dry you have a container that's fair. but that's those are two plants i can think of right off the top of my head you could kill a cactus but you cannot kill zucchini.
1: <laughs> How the hell can you kill zucchini? I don't have to. you overwater it? No, I don't have to. I just have to put it in the ground in Florida. And between the bugs, the weeds, and the sun, and the rain, they'll do it for me. We, uh, I planted one zucchini. And it was the very first thing I ever grew in the state of Florida. Planted one zucchini and it's sit here and it grew to the point of it having flowers at which point it attracted bugs and the bugs said go nami 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 so i'm out there with a little paintbrush, painting the little pestles so that uh, they'll be fertile and I like rubbing the you know i guess you could say i was masturbating the zucchini flowers and uh, <laughs> hey, I don't know how else to say it. I, I was
0: pollinating. I, you were artificially
1: pollinating. Artificially pollinating. I like masturbating better; It just sounds funnier. So, so, <laughs> I see and, so I, so I, see and I did it, and I finally started to get it, and then we got torrential rain, and we don't get standing rain. It just, it just because the ground was sand. And it just kept raining and, raining and raining and raining and raining, and I watched the fruit get bigger and bigger, bigger. I know it's a vegetable, but I call it a fruit because it broke. You know, whatever. So it, it watched it get bigger until it started to split, and then the plant started to change colors, and it just died. So I threw it to the chickens, and then I ate the chickens. So I guess oh, technically I mean, you're supposed to. You're supposed to
0: harvest them before
1: they split. No, no, no. I mean they—they they didn't grow any bigger. They split because there was so much water. Oh. Okay, so you had one they bad year. Okay. They weren't like fucking thirty feet long, and I'm like, no, just I'm not going out there. It's raining, and then they boom. No, it didn't work like that. Okay, look, there was this
0: couple that moved in a few years ago, right? And I, I they're like, we're putting out a garden. We're going to do all this wonderful things. And uh, they didn't realize that when you when you do the the classical planting of corn, beans, and squash,
1: the three sisters, yes,
0: yeah, you don't use zucchini. No, they did, and they planted about four hundred hills with corn, beans. And zucchini. Do you know how many zucchini, 400 zucchini plants can make? A lot. Okay, let's put it this way. They had a quarter-mile driveway. He had literally stacked a, th- a fence out of the zucchini about two feet tall. It almost got to the mailbox. It's got a sign that says free <laughs> zucchini. Dude, we, we started locking. Okay, we're, we're in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, right? Never, ever had to lock our doors. We were locking our doors because they bring bags of zucchini, open the door, set it aside, shut the door. They couldn't give it away.
1: <laughs> but But knowing that, in a worst-case scenario, you could grow all of that zucchini and then barter the shit out of that. So it's oh, yeah. not a bad experience. It's just wrong time.
0: <laughs> Wrong time, but that's something to think about. Though a lot of people don't understand. Plant a few, you know, make a little hill. Plant your corn on top. Put your crawling beans and your squash. Regular squash, not zucchini.
1: Yellow squash, summer squash.
0: Yeah. summer squash, butternut squash, crookneck, crookneck.
1: But I, no, I I want to try one of those one like that. But I want to do uh uh spaghetti squash. My wife loves spaghetti squash. I
0: do too if it's done right, but I can never seem to grow. You know what I can't grow? What? I can't grow a watermelon. I can't grow one to to save my life. I can't. They look all beautiful. They look beautiful. They look gorgeous. You cut into it, it's like all rind. (laughs) I I don't understand what the fuck I did wrong But there's like a Okay I can have a watermelon the size of a basketball And the only part of it that is edible Is like a fist sized red chunk In the center
1: I don't know what you're doing But that's really weird I cannot grow tomatoes I can grow uh, Okay let me take that back I cannot grow Sandwich tomatoes or the big tomatoes. I can grow the shit out of little fucking tomatoes. But the big ones, I have no luck. It's like every time they're about ready to harvest when they've just started to change that color, Florida decides it wants to freaking do a torrential rain and flood them out. And uh, and blossom rot is a horrible thing in the state of Florida. You know what I learned?
0: Because I used to have the same problem. But if I want to, I'll do a few plants like this. And you could probably find some way to do plants like this on a, on a larger scale. But I'll get them. I'll get some of the smaller ones that, that still grow a decent sized tomato.
1: Right. But I'll
0: plant them in one of the upside down hanging baskets.
1: That is actually how I got my first tomatoes. Okay. Was the upside down hanging basket. And I grew some in uh, hydroponics and aquaponics. And I did that really well because I could shade them. But any time that they're exposed to the open sky, Mother Nature in the state of Florida decides that, "Hey, guess what, fucker? I'm gonna drown them out." I have learned they have to be covered. But
0: simple things, simple things like that, though. Learn, you know, you don't even have to make a big garden. Make you a little raised plot that's what five by ten
1: to start.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, if you if you don't know how to grow anything, then just, you know, get you some pot and soil, make a little raised garden that's that's block boxed in and throw you a few plants in it. Nothing big. Maybe throw in some peppers. Yeah. Or some green beans. Yeah. Or a bit, or a little small like the, the little tiny potatoes. I can never remember their names.
1: Yukon golds. Yeah. The fingerlings, the finger. Potatoes. Yeah, the finger finger potatoes. Yeah, so... Do something small like that. It doesn't have to be big. Start small. Realize what works in your area and what doesn't. And go from there. Now, realize that there are formulas for uh, uh, victory gardens that tell you how much you need for a family of four, how much you need to grow, what the spacing should be, how big. It usually ends up being uh, 25 by 100. But I know not everybody has that much space. So just be advised that that is what you're looking for. Is a 25 by 100 if you're growing it conventionally. However you can find very prolific type of plants. That are uh, heirloom so that they'll grow true. Or uh, yeah heirloom so that they grow true. So that you can harvest the seeds. Always remember you want to keep 10% of your stock for... Getting more seeds to grow again the next year. Just word of advice. Uh, But yeah, so sit here and focus on uh, growing the little stuff and container gardening. If you don't have enough space in your ground to go. And I'm going to quote you on something. Okay.
0: Prep, save, and store things that you know your family will eat. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Because I never really thought about it. Until you said it, I was like, no, you're right. The things that you know that they like, things that you know that they will eat, and don't store a whole lot of the things you know they will never touch.
1: (laughs) So that's just wasted space. However, if you don't like them, store that stuff. Or if they're kids, don't let them sit here and get away with that bullshit of it's an acquired taste. Or... Don't let them get away with... I don't like that type of food. In a survival situation... Suck it up, buttercup. Just saying. Yeah. You're
0: going to have to try to survive. It's food.
1: Yeah. As a matter of fact... If you ever want to try... And you think that you're in a good spot... Sit here and... Try to survive off the grid for a month. Don't go to the grocery store. And I'm not talking about no electronics. Because I get that. Right? Or no electricity, that kind of stuff. I'm talking about don't go to the store to buy food or water for a month. Can you do it? Because if you can't do it in the best of times. And I'm not talking about going out to eat either. I'm talking about eat what you have at the home for a month. Can you do it? Can you? Think about it. Because if you can't do it in the best of times. No way you're gonna be doing it in the worst of times. Ask me why. Why? Here's here's, here's why, why. Odin, why? Because when you get those year food stuff, they base it all off of calories, or they base the servings. They base it off of servings, not calories. You need to sit here and find out how many calories you will consume in a survival situation. So here's what I recommend. Go online, find a basic, uh, find a BMR calculator. Determine what your base metabolic rate is. That is exactly what you need to simply survive, what your body needs to survive if you lay in bed and don't move the entire day. Now multiply that by 1.9. That is how many calories that you consume if you are active in a survival situation. Highly active, because you're going to be chopping wood, humping water, growing, doing all that stuff. (laughs) Hand-to-hand combat, maybe, if you're a marauder slash loner type person. And, uh... Hey, I prefer to call it shopping. Whatever. So, (laughs) you're going to need to multiply it. So, here, we'll take me, and I'll round the figures out. Right? My basic metabolic rate says that I need to consume 2,500 calories per day. And that is just... To maintain the weight that I'm currently at. And yes, I know I'm a fat ass, but survival is not the time you want to fucking lose weight. Just saying. So 2,500 calories, right? Multiply by 1.9. I'm looking at a little over 4,200 calories per day. So if you're getting that your year, year supply of food from all these emergency food places, their recommended nutrient dose per day. Right Their calories per serving per day comes out to one thousand seven hundred and fifty calories per day. See the deficit problem? You may survive, but you're going to look like a Holocaust victim if it lasts longer than a year. Well, and that's one of the things that
0: we talk about. that's why we say you know learn to grow things, learn to to forage, learn to hunt because you don't we don't want you just to survive. It's not about just surviving thrive. you want to thrive. You want life to continue, not just be a, a chore. That's why we talked about morale. That's why we talk about learning how to do other things. Like, you know how simple it is to make a summer wine if you have blackberries? I'm not teaching you how to make blackberry cordial. Don't drink. I know, but you might
1: if you taste some of my blackberry cordial. <laughs> I used to drink, I used to drink a lot.
0: Yeah, you know it's funny that we were we were talking about it, how serious we are about getting about this, and I quit. I literally quit drinking. And I'm still working on quitting smoking. You know, try to hit some of these habits now.
1: Right. I I I'm working on cutting back smoking, but you leave my fucking caffeine alone. Just so you know, <laughs> I'm growing caffeine, so you all can fuck off.
0: No, I'm coming down there because I need a cup of joe every now and then. Shit.
1: So I'm going (laughs) to, let me, let me explain something to you. The caffeine that I'm growing is not the caffeine that you're probably used to. Florida has a unique ability to be able to grow in the same. You can grow in a greenhouse where I live coffee, right? But the Mm -hmm. amount of coffee plants that you need, probably, I don't, I don't grow enough for a huge amount of coffee, right? Tea, tea is a different story. Moringa, which is a super healthy plant, also grows here very well, right? But Florida has these things called yapon hollies. Yapon hollies make a caffeinated tea. However, they, the scientific name is the vomitorium, is part of their scientific name, because if you drink too much of it, it will cause you to perch, which is fine. As long as I get my fucking caffeine, I don't
0: give a shit. for a cup of coffee,
1: <laughs> shit. <laughs> or there are places, like, there are places online that you can get survival coffee, right? And they sell the green beans, and you can roast them yourself. They show you how. You can look it up online if you don't trust them. You can roast your beans over an open fire, create your own own small roast, and you can buy them in 25-pound bags.
0: And let me tell you something. Preppers are going to lie to you. Survivalists like me are going to lie to you. And they're going to tell you, well, you can just drink chicory. Chicory tastes just like coffee. No, it doesn't. It tastes like burnt leaf run over by a skunk that a coon wiped its ass with. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just going to warn you of that. Don't now let anyone you can, lie to you.
1: Now, you can <laughs> use chicory and yoruba meat to extend your coffee supply. But please, for all that is holy coffee-wise, don't call it fucking coffee. You can call it survival caffeinated beverage, but never fucking call it coffee. see i got caught by that someone says yeah it tastes
0: just like coffee so i i I had chicory plants i was like well i'm gonna try this no amount of honey no amount of sugar no amount of bourbon made that palatable and made it anywhere close to what coffee
1: tastes like so you mix it with your coffee you don't (laughs) drink it as your coffee
0: but no, it's simple things like that though. That you're you know, things that you don't think about now, things that seem like they're every day, these are things that you're not yeah, you suddenly realize, oh, I haven't had this in a long time. What wonder how many people think realize that, you know, when their Dr. Pepper runs out, that they no longer have caffeine and it suddenly hits the withdrawal? How
1: about this? How many people sit here and are gonna wake up one day and have no power and they didn't go shopping like they were supposed to. They just decided they were going to pick up pizza or something. And they're going to wake up, no power, no water, no grocery store, no nothing. You start them behind the curve to begin with.
0: If you can't keep up. How the hell do you think you're going to catch up? Yep. But then again... When, he, when, when Odin mentioned earlier, get the leftover candies, go to the dollar store and get you the real hard, like, butterscotch, the cinnamons. You know what I'm talking about, the little disc candies. Yeah. Go
1: buy a bunch of those. And chocolate. Greater than 70% cocoa or cacao. Don't tell them that. I want more
0: chocolate. I can't have them buying it all up.
1: I hate chocolate. That's not natural. I mean, I'll eat it occasionally. The
0: mothership will be along shortly to take you back to the home planet, okay? That's not human. That's un-American.
1: Okay. How can you not like chocolate? Okay. I like... Wait, I'm thinking. Like, white chocolate? That's cocoa butter, you jackass. So it's not chocolate. So, <laughs> like, I'll eat chocolate. Right, like if I need sugar, right? I've got M and M's or whatever. I'd rather
0: have the dark chocolate. Like if you can buy the the greater than eighty percent to ninety percent cacao, the uber dark chocolate,
1: and fucking lasts forever too.
0: Oh, it lasts forever. You can you can take a chunk of it and throw it in a in bread, and bread. Now you've got chocolate chip cookies. Like I, it doesn't matter. It's something to spice things up with. But the sheer amount of calories and and. Sugar, (laughs) natural sugar in it.
1: And that is why I don't eat it, but I do store it. Because I have a wife and a son who both love chocolate. I do not, which is why it's easy for me to store it. Because if I liked it, I could not store it. (laughs) Cause I would eat in <laughs> I'm just I'm just being honest I can't believe you said white chocolate was actual
0: chocolate, ain't chocolate. Hey chocolate Hey hey it's got chocolate in the name bitch Just saying A Democrat is a form of democracy But you don't see me claiming them to have
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're an Fine. asshole Just saying praise me more <laughs> <laughs> all right all right all right we need to we need to sit here and shut this down we've been bullshitting about prepping for over an hour and uh i think we lost the point about that it's necessary to prepare you're not don't have this fantasy in your head that it's going to be like some survival movie and You only have to make it to a certain point. If it is a worst case scenario, it's going to be long term, like long term. I'll give you an example. EMP scenario goes off in the United States, right? Takes out all of our manufacturing, takes out the grid, blows up the transformers. The facilities required to rebuild those transformers take months to build. It takes years to build the production to get to that point. You have to get it from somewhere else. If it's worldwide, forget it. If it's just the United States, then it's probably an act of war. The government did it to ourselves. And uh, they're not going to be in any hurry to... huh?
0: So at that point, we've got other things to worry about. Fair,
1: fair. But you're looking no, at anything, you're looking at a minimum of a year if it's a EMP that takes out the transformers and it's con- it's nationwide, at least a year. And at that point, ninety percent of Americans are dead.
0: So think about this: if there's anything you take from this, always be prepared. Take your worst case scenario and double it. It's not even close. Prepare for the worst, and be surprised when you are over prepared. Because trust Better me, that's not be- something.
1: It's better to be over-prepared than under-prepared.
0: And learn some very simple skills. Now, just simple skills.
1: Don't get it on your Kindle unless you have an Apocalypse Kindle. Get the actual physical book as a reference point.
0: I'm going to start referring to the Kindle now as the Apocalypse book.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's my Apocalypse Kindle.
0: (laughs) Comes with its own Faraday cage and and, uh, doesn't it have a...
1: I have a dry bag. Okay, so I have the Kindle. I have 25 chargers to go with it. I have a solar panel to go with it. I have a hand crank radio charger to go with it. I have portable battery packs to go with it. All of it is inside of a Faraday cage, which is inside of a dry bag.
0: That book's going to be like a cockroach. It's going to be here long after we're
1: gone. I just have to remember to charge it, to download any new books I get, and then pack it all back up.
0: <laughs> Guys, if you all have any questions, like I know we've we've just kind of broad brush stroke a lot of things in these past two episodes, but there is an option on Anchor to, to send us a message. Send us a message, ask a question. If you have something you want us to explain when we you know do another episode, let us know.
1: Yes. We'd be more than happy to sit here and set up Specific episodes for topics about preparedness that you guys want to do. We may not always be together doing the episodes. Like if one comes in and it's really quick and it's something that you do much better than I do, like make alcohol, then I'm going to <clears> let you just <throat> on just say it.
0: Uh, Yeah, that and um, as long as you don't ask questions about what kind of tree whoppers grow on. Because I actually had that question asked to me the other day. Of course, the person asking was three, so I can give them a little bit of <laughs> my cousin's like, What tree does a what does a whopper grow on? I was like, Kid, we're gonna have to have a long, hard talk. He goes, But you showed me the sweet tree, and I could not figure out what he was talking about. He's like, You showed me the sweet tree. What what are you talking about? And then it clicked in my brain, it's like oh, I showed him the sugar maples. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he thinks all sorts of food grows on trees now. I was like well, you're not completely wrong, but uh, not quite the direction I was going with it. But no, fair, fair. Nah, this is a topic though that
1: we could go on for
0: hours, episodes, yes. multiple episodes.
1: Yes, As, so we're going to because the world is trash and everything is garbage, and we love y'all so much that we we're going to continue to talk to you about news, but we like to bring solutions and. Unfortunately, we're at the point where the only solution may be to defend those that you love, defend the ideals, and prepare for the end. So we want to give you those skills to make it through the tough times. Because we sit here and yell and scream up and down about how the world is unfair and the world is trash and everything is garbage and...
0: We tell you to wake up, but what use is waking up if you don't know what to do when you woke up?
1: Yeah, so we want to help you all with that. So go ahead and hit us up. Uh, I may or may not ask a question. You know I, I will ask a question on this particular episode about what topics and prepping would you like us to cover. Uh, and uh, I think our next episode is probably going to be I think we talked a lot about food, but I think we need to talk specifics when it comes to food next time. Uh, or yeah. or water. Water. Let's do water. Oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah. So. It's right. not going
0: to be some Bear Grylls thing where we tell you to pee into the, the, the skin of a snake and drink it. No, we're not going to do on- that to you.
1: You can only do that for three days anyhow. After that, your urine becomes so toxic, you couldn't drink it. It would hurt you. Your kidneys are shutting
0: down at that point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so don't believe everything you see on TV either.
1: You can drink your own urine. Once. Just saying.
0: I, it never ceases to amaze me. Some of the just absolutely asinine things that you see on TV, though, when they're talking about survival. And you say they go, that's not how that works. That's not how that works at all. You can't survive for a week on your own pace. That's, that's not how that works at all. Fair. Unless you filter this. it.
1: If you filter it, you're good. But yeah, if you okay. could filter it, you'd be much better to f- go find a fucking septic pool and drink it. Just saying. <laughs> and then purify it. So
0: Iodine. Charcoal.
1: <laughs> these, are, these are two very beautiful things. Bleach. Bleach.
0: I know, but I'm going to tell you something. I hate the aftertaste.
1: <laughs> or dihydration.
0: No, I'll, I'll drink it, but if I have the opportunity to to filter things out, I, I'm going to do it a, di- a different way. If I could I, possibly I like
1: the street the three stage filter where you have the 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 leaves, the sand, and charcoal. To sit here and our leaves and rocks, the sand and the charcoal to sit here and filter it through. But.
0: And then boil the hell out of it. (laughs) 30
1: minutes. (laughs) Yep. All right. So with that. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Winter's Call. Uh, We're going to cover more prepping stuff as we go on because we realize that we're getting much closer to the end than I think even we predicted a couple of months ago. It seems to be accelerating and, uh, we still want to talk to you about the news of the day. Uh, so we're going to take the news of the day and throw in some prepping on top of it. With that being said, I'm Odin. This is tear. And, uh, we'll see you again next time. Oh, by the way, you can find us on Apple podcast. Uh, Leave us a rating. I'm kind of curious to see what people think. If they just listen to us to see how many times we can say fuck on... on. <laughs> you Be sure do show the diversity of the word. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right. Y'all take care. The preceding podcast is brought to you by Heimdall, Keeper, of the Bifrost.